Mueller and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Usually I open this thing up with saying good afternoon, Steelers Nation, but it is quite the opposite of a good afternoon, especially down here at the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex on the south side of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes with you for the next two hours inside the Electric Factory. It's Steelers Blitz, and Motes, I got two pages of notes here of stuff from yesterday from the Storm game out, that, I, that I wanted to talk to you about, but you know what? Here right now, here we go. Storm away. Here we go. Thank you. Ripping, ripping up the show prep sheet because Arthur Motes, about 15 minutes ago, we found out the franchise, the mm. quarterback, the oh. future Hall of Famer, everybody's worst nightmare. Oh, man. Uh, it was a day of what ifs yesterday, but perhaps the biggest one is what oh. if this is something serious to Ben Roethlisberger? And it turns out it is serious for Ben Roethlisberger. If you just missed it, if you haven't heard yet, uh, ben Roethlisberger, in a statement put out by Mike Tomlin again about 15, 20 minutes ago, will need surgery. That will be scheduled for this week. He is on the injured reserve list and will be out for the rest of say, the season. Say it ain't so, Wes. Say it ain't so. Golly. I'm just saying. Uh, again, oh. I, <laughs> Motsi, I'm not going to lie to you. I oh. did not expect today's show to be all sunshine and rainbows. Oh, man. Uh, but I certainly did not expect to be here <clears throat> to be reacting to the news He's done for the year. That Ben Roethlisberger is done for the year and needs surgery. It's not like he's done for the year for, <laughs> you know, something that could be you know, not requiring him to go under the knife. He is oh, going man. to have to have elbow surgery. Uh, again, the specifics haven't come out yet, so we don't know exactly what the surgery will be. Uh, is it Tommy John? It, it, oh. That is the worst possible oh. scenario. Um, Can it get any worse? Well, I guess it could if it's Tommy oh, John man. as opposed to UCL because oh. maybe I should have kept my show prep sheet here. But I can remember this, Arthur Motes. All right. Uh, you, know, you know how I'm always, I'm always doing my research. Talk, I'm always taking my notes. Talk me off the ledge, man. I'm sad, man. Josh Allen had to have a – you heard a lot about a UCL, right? Yes. Uh, a something, something ligament. I'm right. not a doctor. Josh Allen had to have a UCL surgery on his throwing elbow. Last year he missed six weeks of the season. Correct. So – I'm thinking today, all right, even, you know, worst-case scenario, Ben has to have that same surgery. Josh is young, though. He misses six weeks. Josh is young. Josh is young, and it seems like it's it's going to be a more serious injury than something. Come on, man. Don't say that, man. Weeks. Don't say – come on, man. Oh, God. No, why? Why? Why me? Why? <sighs> uh, it, am, am I bad luck? I don't know. I mean, this is your first year doing, uh, you know, full-time media stuff am and I shows. Am I bad luck? I go to my first game with the family, tailgate, home opener. You had some fun. I thought I, w I had a lot of fun. If I would have known that fun was going to cost us Ben, I would have never did it. Oh, man. I just – I feel like it's my fault, man. Should I feel like, should I feel this way? No, nah, don't put that on yourself. Come Wes, on. Wes, I'm sad, Wes. Come on, don't put that on yourself. I'm sad, Wes. Come on, man. The the Twitter reaction is rolling in at Wesley Euler at the body 52 it's can't the even body. I don't I was even say. say I, I can't like, even. Uh, can't even muster that up today. Uh, uh, we got some tweets about uh, the Mason Rudolph era beginning. Uh, David chimes in oh, here. Man. How much for Motsi to hold me in those big muscular arms and tell me everything will be okay? Man. And Carol says 
give us some hope for this season. I'm just all right. So this is oh, the thing, right? I don't know, Carol. Carol, I I I just need a moment. It's just kind of like when you just we we just found this out. It was a West bomb. Literally, Tunch and Wolf were on the air. West stops the show. Breaking news. He reads the update, and literally all of us just you see us all just take a deep breath and we just sink in our chairs. Like, did, did he really just say that? Like surgery and out for the year? Not, Both. Like like. Did you misread it? Read, read it again. That's yeah, what I, but I was Tunch, like, read it again. Tunch was like, oh, wait, what did it say? Hold on. Right. Did it say anything about this? Did it say anything T- about Tunch this? Tunch was getting mad with you. Tunch was like, man, look, Wes, it's no way that that's what it says. Man. You better get some more information. There's got to be more in there. Get some more information. What, what you mean he just said that? Walk down to Coach Tomlin's office and ask oh, him what's going man. on. Like, and, and this is my problem, right? So yesterday, I was kind of joking. I'm like, man, you know, these first two games that we've seen from Ben, he's like really off. And Wes, I was, I was saying, like, man, Mason looked really good in that second half coming in. The offense was moving. And I just kind of jokingly was saying, man, do you think that this could be that situation where we're seeing the, the dawn of a new era, the, the changing of the guard? Just, just poking fun at it, right, for conversation purposes. <laughs> Never did I think less than 24 hours we'd really be we'd really be having this conversation staring down this reality. Holy cow. Oh man. I mean you you oh, wow. Of course you have confidence in Mason. Mason came in in the second half and ultimately lit a spark in that offense. Let him on two scoring drives. Took care of the ball. The interception was definitely not his fault whatsoever. No. But ultimately looked good, moved well in the pocket, had command of the offense, and I felt that Randy Feekner had a lot more confidence in him as that game went on because when he first came in, they were very vanilla with those calls that they were having Mesoff run. But, man, I don't think anybody left that stadium saying, hey, I'm ready for Mason to be our guy for the rest of this season. I just, Yeah. There were some jokes yesterday on Twitter about like, oh, no one's joking now. Right, right. It was all fun and games yesterday, and I, I too was a part of that, and that's why I feel guilty, because I was I wanted to share in the fun. Let's just make jokes about it, because at the end of the day, we all know how awesome number seven is. We all know how awesome and how much of a playmaker that Wiley vet is. We all know the captain, my captain, Ben Roethlisberger was going to come back and do what he does. But now, that's not happening. But now. No, it's not. But now, big number seven is not walking through that door. No, he is not. He's not coming out of that tunnel. We can't count on him to turn a bad situation into a great situation. I just, I don't know what to say right now. The least amount of games he's ever played in his career was 2015. He started 11 games that season. 11. Not two. 11. We saw Ben for one quarter and one half. So a quarter and a half is what we saw from that Wiley gunslinging Super Bowl champ. Less than, yeah, less than six quarters of, of 2019 season for Ben Roethlisberger. You want me to make you feel worse, Motsi? Talk to me, man. Can, uh, can it get any worse? Gosh. He's going to be 38 years old. Oh, man. No, man. Say it ain't so, man. No. That's really – listen, I don't want to, you know, wallow in our sadness here. Oh, man. Um, Let's wallow. 
Come on. Okay. Or you want to just drown in it. No. It's up to you. Jeez. Oh, Gee, let's yeah. not drown. Let's wallow. All right, let's wallow. Take a little time. That's what I'm wondering now. Because as you mentioned, like with a guy like Josh Allen, right? And again, this seems more significant than that. He's, what, 22, 23 years old? He's Ben's going to be 37, 38. Oh. It, it, we know for a lot Has of these. Has been injured before. For a lot of these. ton of beat-ups. A lot of these elbow injuries. I mean, uh, these are you. sometimes a minimum year recovery. Uh, like 14 months, 16 I months. I think why this for a quarterback that is their bread and butter. It's not like we're talking about his non-throwing shoulder, his non-throwing elbow. We're talking about his throwing elbow, his right. moneymaker. What makes him so special? His precision, his accuracy, his strength. It's all gone now. He's going to have to have surgery. And we don't even know what the surgery is to reconstruct whatever is whatever has been wronged in, in number seven's elbow. How? How? I'm just gonna I'm gonna blank. I'm just gonna cry. I don't want to talk to him. I'm just sad, man. I'm sad. Uh, I'm telling you, like I said, I got I got the, I got. I mean, I, it's ripped up now, but I got the whole show prep sheet here. You know, oh, where I had all these questions and all these points I wanted to hit with you and For all the these. season, the season, not the week, uh, not I'm, six weeks. I'm trying to remember when was the last time a Steelers team or even a Pittsburgh team in general just completely had their season derailed. And I don't even I, I wouldn't even include the Sidney Crosby concussions. No, because there was so much like coyness in playing chicken right. around that. Right. You never really knew how serious it was with Sid yes. until he was out for for a year. Right. But that was after the fact. You realize right. like, you look the whole up, like, time. Oh, he's, the whole he time. It's like, time. oh, he skated. He right. skated last week. He could be coming back. Well, what's going there was a lot. Again, it was a very coy situation. There was a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of clouds around his status for that whole year. Like, I, I mean, would it have been? Oh, man. Jeez, what was it? I think in, uh, one of the years in the early '80s when when Terry Bradshaw went out for the early early in the season. And, and, and what happened with Terry? It was a similar thing. Wasn't oh it? man, so sad. So was it his elbow? I know it was, it was elbow. His, okay, I knew I it, was it was his elbow. throwing arm. I couldn't remember if it was shoulder I or elbow. It was elbow. Okay, if my memory serves me correct. Yeah. Oh man. When we come back here, the group therapy will continue. The reaction is rolling in on Twitter at Wesley Euler at Debody Fifty Two. Get your thoughts oh. out. Uh, is the season over? What's go? Uh, are we ever going to see the same Ben again going forward? Whatever is on your mind right now, we're going to do some venting. We're going to do some group therapy here some as we crying. roll along. And we will, too. Eventually, we'll have to uh, to dry up our tears and get into some X's and O's talk from yesterday and, and that tough one at Seattle. Uh, a game of what-ifs that is now seeming like an, an even more of a, uh, a hindsight 2020 going to be a, a tough pill to swallow all week and all season going forward for the Steelers. Euler and Motes at Steelers Blitz here on SNR. We will continue the conversation with Ben and get into Seahawks talk when we return on your 24-7 home of the black and gold Steelers Nation Radio. Oh, man. You're listening to SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold SNR. You know, Motsi, we always come back with these high energy, these classic, these iconic sound beds. Man. Little ACDC there, but maybe Sarah McLaughlin would be more appropriate on a day like today because all of Pittsburgh is in the arms oh, man. of the angel far away yeah, man. from here. Arthur Motsi, we had some discussion. Was it really a discussion? Really since... OTAs. 
could huh. could Mason Rudolph be a number one quarterback one day? Well, I didn't think we'd have to find out this quick. And to be fair, I don't even know if we'll find out the answer to that question this year, right? Because it's not like Mason is going into this with a training camp to prepare. And all. I mean, you want to talk about like a trial by fire here for Mason Rudolph. There's a lot of people on the Twitter.com who are believing in number two. Listen, I understand they want to believe in number two, and we'll get to that. But right now, what everybody's trying to do is make themselves feel better in the wake of this tragedy, in the wake of this just mind-blowing happening, this, this, this event that just took place right before our ears and eyes. I don't want to hear about is Mason. I believe in Mason. Rally for Mason. I understand all that. We'll get to that on Thursday and Friday. Right. Let it, let's. <laughs> right now, I'm grieving. I'm grieving. It's the 24-hour rule, right? Well, the 24-hour rule just started again. Just started again. I was I was in the middle of my 24 hours from yesterday's performance. <laughs> I was getting better. I was optimistic. Glass half full. I'm like, man, you know what? They protected Ben. Got to work on the running game a little bit. Mason looked good. Defense showed a little bit, struggled a little bit, but you know what? Way better than the Patriots game. Those were all the things I was thinking about. Then I get this bomb. Ben Roethlisberger. Nagasaki. Surgery. Out for the season. Yeah. And my whole clock, my 24-hour clock just hit reset. I said, oh, no. I got that <laughs> you just feeling. Pulled out, you pulled out the iPhone countdown and you reset those 24 hours. And I got that feeling that I hate this feeling. My stomach started hurting. My palms got real sweaty. My eyes start to swell up. I just didn't know. I was like, man, am I having an allergic reaction to something? Oh, no. It's just the, the, the face of the franchise, the franchise quarterback, this multiple Super Bowl winning quarterback, Hall of Fame future inductee quarterback is gone for the year. I just, I, I'm a happy guy. You're the only guy I've ever met that is constantly in a better, more upbeat mood than me. I had a great weekend, phenomenal weekend, both from a, a family standpoint, a media career standpoint, and just a Steeler Nation standpoint. This right here wipes it all out. It doesn't even count no more. Worst weekend ever. And I, you know what's funny too is like with all the doom and gloom and all the stuff from yesterday, I was ready to come in here and not full on glass glass full right but i was ready to come in here and spend some spin some positivity on this monday i was going to talk about you know what you only lose by 2 in a game where a personal foul turned a field goal into a touchdown right. for Seattle. You only lose by two in a game where Ben leaves in the second quarter. You only lose by two where a drop ball turned into an interception and a touchdown for Seattle. Mm -hmm. You only lose by two in a game where a pass interference review sustained a drive on third and 20 for gave Seattle. They a 30-yard game. That led to a touchdown. With all this stuff going on, right, and I'm thinking, you lost by two to a team that fancies themselves contenders in the NFC with Russell Wilson, a top-five quarterback. Absolutely. I was ready to spend some positivity in the sky. I was ready to say, hold off on the Stevie Ray Vaughn. The sky is falling, <laughs> all right? But, man, uh, at about 10.50 uh, – or, sorry, 11.50 – that all changed. I saw the tweet, right? You were sitting in the room there. I was. 
That's and what like I was bad luck. I saw the tweet from the Steelers, right? And and you know me, good good media guy. I'm a hound. I'm a you know I'm a yeah. journalism kid by nature. I'm sitting here. I'm refreshing Twitter every ten seconds. I went on my phone and I put on notifications from the Steelers Twitter, the Adam Schefter, the Ian Rappaport, because the second anything Man. broke, I wanted it to come right to my phone. And I see the Steelers tweet. Mike Tomlin oh, releases man. a statement on Ben Roethlisberger, and that's all that the tweet said. And right away, I knew that that wasn't good news. I should I should have picked up on you focusing so much more on your computer because usually, when me and you get together, it's right before attention will get off the air. So you're still produ- you're still working the, the the boards and stuff like that for them, and we're having sidebar conversations prepping for our show as well. But you stopped talking to me. And at first I thought, okay, maybe my breath stinks. <laughs> but I'm like, no, I made sure I brushed my teeth and I had a mint before I came in the room, so that couldn't have been the case. Then I said, okay, maybe my shirt looks dirty. I said, you know, I got a fresh Steelers shirt. Just took the tag off of it. You look good today. You know, I got Steelers TV coming up after this. So I'm like, okay, so what, what's going on with Wes? And then you put the headset on, I'm like, okay. And you're too, you're like, Wes has got to be in a good mood. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like Wes just is going to butt in the middle of the show and just, like, get on the mic. So yo, I got, step I got on touching Wolf's toes <laughs> I'm like, like that? wow, how dare you? you? Couldn't wait ten minutes for it to come on our show? And he was like, yo, breaking news. A statement from Coach Tomlin. I'm like, oh no, oh no. And I'm just waiting, just waiting, just waiting for for the the punchline. The ha, I got you guys. It was a joke. And you never said the joke. It's not April first. I wish it was. I just, <sighs> you know what? I had a person tell me this before, man. You're going to face adversity. You go through some down times. But you got an option here. You can either stay down or you can brush yourself off and get back up. They say that you can tell the content of a man, the character of a man, but how he handles adversity, how he responds to this adversity. That's what they say out here. But then I also think about how they say uh, it's a quarterback-driven league. Yeah, I also think about how they say if you want to defeat an army, take down the general. Yeah. And they also say uh, it's hard to replace Hall of Fame quarterbacks and franchise quarterbacks for a reason. What if I were to tell you that the oh. Steelers have won six Super Bowls in their franchise history, right? Uh-huh. I'm stealing, I'm stealing this stat from, uh, from the Crowley show. Oh, man. Got to make sure I credit my sources here. <sighs> what if I were to tell you that the Steelers have won six Super Bowls in their history? And they've done so with two quarterbacks, one who's a Hall oh, of Famer, man. another one who's certainly a future Hall of Famer. Uh-huh. And now they are not going to have a Hall of Famer at the helm, <sighs> at least not for this season. And it's that's just... the scary part, too, Motsi, is how much – like, this could be something that, that is a massive effect on the organization Absolutely. into 2020, not just this year. If it's Tommy John, we know that takes baseball pitchers almost two years to recover from. And they don't even get hit. And they don't even get hit. And and most of them aren't 37, 38 years old when they're having that oh, surgery. Man. And, t- and let's be honest, too, right? Like, you know how this is. It's not like Ben's elbow is the only thing. But, like, he's a 37-year-old quarterback and, who's been sacked the third most time in NFL history. He's got other body parts that, that, are, that are hurt, too. The thing that gets me on top of this is the fact that the past couple of years, he's flirted so much with the idea of, do I want to come back? Do I want to retire? Two years ago, right? Or a year ago, he said around this time, maybe I don't have it anymore. 
and I think there was some, you know, there was some jesting in that. He there still was some it, joking in that, but he still said sa- there is a there is truth in every joke, right? Absolutely. Like when somebody says something that they know goes a little bit over the line, and right away they try and pull it back and go, "Oh, I was just kidding." Right. You know, it was a part of it. You know, it? there's a, there's yeah. some truth in that. Like when we talk about man, you know, West Virginia, they <laughs> they're terrible this year. I mean, <laughs> you know, just kidding. There's some truth in there. They are they are terrible, but you know, it's just kidding. Just kidding. Just I need Brian back in the studio to mark on the record that you were the one who brought WVU into this conversation, not me. <laughs> oh man. But you, this this is what I'm thinking though, right? I got to be positive here, right? Let me be positive. I think of iconic moments where legendary players went down, and a guy that nobody knew about, hmm. a guy that nobody believed in. Hmm. A guy that was doubted by everyone stepped up and became legendary. I can think of one pretty recently. No, no, no. Uh-uh, uh-uh. I got to get this off my chest. There's a baseball player. Okay. Everyone knows about this baseball player. Goes by the name of Wally Pip. Phenomenal guy. Beast. It's a, great, it's a great name, too. Phenomenal guy. I love the name. Wally. I wish I was named Wally. Unless my name was Arthur. But... Phenomenal guy. He gets hurt. Some guy comes in for him. Just some regular guy. Guy named Lou. Lou Gehrig. Huh, what about this guy? But just think about how that transpired. Think about how those fans started to believe in this guy. Think about how they began to rally around this guy. And then when Wally tried to come back, guess what happened? Guess what happened? What happened? Nah, bro. We good. We got Lou. Can Mason Rudolph be the Pittsburgh Steelers, Wally Pip. Or, not Wally Pip, can he be the Pittsburgh Steelers? You trying to put Ben Roethlisberger in the Lou corner Garrett. like that, though. Can he? Can he be Lou Gehrig? Can he be the guy? No, it's a great point by you because I would say, too, the arguably greatest football player, right, best quarterback that we've ever seen, he got his opportunity the same way. When a guy named Drew Bledsoe went down and Tom Brady, the six-round pick from Michigan, stepped in. Yeah, man. What about – Two years ago, in this same state of Pennsylvania, mm. when one Nick Foles had to come in. You talking about the best quarterback in Philly? Well, he's in Jacksonville right now. But he's still the best quarterback in Philly. Ever? <sighs> Don't talk about Randall Cunningham. Don't diss Randall Cunningham like that. Well, I, mean, I was actually on. I was going to say McNabb, but. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one, too. Ron oh. Jaworski. Uh, RC makes a good point here on Twitter, at Wesley Euler, at the Body 52. Ironic, week two in 2014, Tommy Maddox Absolutely. out with an elbow injury. Here comes Big Ben 16 years later. Here comes Mason Rudolph. It's always week two. When we come back here, Arthur Motes, uh, the, the phrase, right, the, we talk about a lot of Tomlinisms, but the one that is ingrained in this franchise, in Don't this organization, you it. Don't you say it's it. written on the wall Don't everywhere. Don't you say it. The standard is the standard. Oh, my. Ooh. Wes. But oh, how does the standard, how do expectations now, are we moving the goalposts on those? How do those change? That's the discussion I want to have with you when we return. Oh. It's Euler and Motes. It's the electric factory. It's Steelers Blitz. And as always, we're on SNR. Your 24-7 home of the black and gold. This is TJ Watt of the Pittsburgh Steelers, and you're listening to Steeler Nation Radio. 
You can't stop a disaster from happening, but if a disaster strikes, this is the one call you'll want to make. Disaster Restoration Services. Disaster Restoration Services is the leading provider of quality wind, fire, smoke, and water damage restoration services in Western PA. Their number is 412-362-7000. 412-362-7000. Or go to drspittsburgh.com. drspittsburgh.com. Disaster Restoration Services. The one call you'll want to make. Get ready for the best four years of your life at West Liberty University, where $6 million in scholarships makes a quality education possible. Living on campus and getting involved equals the total college experience. Apply today at westliberty.edu. Let's turn a trip to the branch into a tap on your phone. Let's hit pause on a lost debit card without hitting pause on life. That's how First National Bank is redefining convenience with a top-rated mobile app that puts more security and control at your fingertips and friendly people to help you succeed right by your side. Let's get started at fnb-online.com or your local First National Bank. FNB member FDIC. Hey, everyone, want to know what's new at Haas's? Ridiculous prices, great deals, and great values. Not everyone is hungry enough to want our famous salad bar, so get your favorite meals with a hot side, side salad, and a roll for less, way less. You can still get the salad bar if you want. Now, it's your choice. Get our six-ounce succulent sirloin steak dinner for just $9.99. That's it, $9.99. Haas's real good people serving real American food. Build Ford Tough F-Series have been the best-selling trucks for 42 years straight. Drive it like a Ford. F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers, and it's only at your neighborhood Ford store. You know how tough it is to buy for that ultimate Steelers fan in your life? Hi, this is John Shelkin, and I have the answer. Get them something truly unique that'll last a lifetime. Check out Wendell August. Their Steeler collection includes handcrafted metal coasters, keychains, ornaments, beautiful trays, all with the official Steelers emblem. Do what I did. Visit wendellaugust.com slash Steelers. The perfect gifts for Steelers Nation. wendellaugust.com slash Steelers. I'm Jamie Bordas of Bordas & Bordas. One of the things people wonder about us is whether they can afford to hire a law firm that's obtained record results for so many clients. The answer is yes. We take our cases on a contingency fee basis, which means you only pay a percentage of what we collect for you, and if we don't collect money for you, then you don't pay us. We also advance the case expenses out of our pocket so you don't have to reach into yours. It's part of our commitment to helping people when they need it most. Bordis and Bordis, fighting for justice. All right, brother, here we go. Three, two, one. Hey, everyone, Craig Wolfley here. We get it. You want to be with a winning team? Clearview Federal Credit Union is here to help. No more scrambling when you bank with Clearview. With plenty of special teams to help your financial game, Clearview is the one partner you can count on for a better financial game and a better life. You expect more from Clearview, and that's what you'll get. ClearviewFCU.org. That's ClearviewFCU.org. Want to sell your Pittsburgh area home faster and for the best price? Then make it Remax Select Realty. Remax Select agents sell up to three times as many homes as other agents. That means more buyers searching your neighborhood right now. 
Call Remax Select today. We'll meet and list your home tomorrow. Plus, get your free Remax market price evaluation. Selling your home is a big decision. Make it Remax Select Realty. See us now at selecthomefinder.com. When the unexpected happens, it's good to know you can count on the certified professional restorers at Panhandle Cleaning and Restoration. Whether it's fire, smoke, flood, or storm that damages your home or business, you can rest assured that we have helped thousands of families just like yours. With the right people, equipment, and expertise, we are ready to respond 24 hours a day to get you quickly back on your feet. When disaster strikes, just pick up the phone. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. The standard is the standard. That's the phrase that Coach Tomlin loves to use. That's the phrase that is plastered on the walls down here on the south side. That is the phrase that is in the Steelers locker room in the tunnel at Heinz Field. So that's what you're bringing up right now? The standard is the standard? The standard, really? That's, that's what we're talking about? The standard doesn't apply for Big Ben. The standard doesn't apply when it's a Hall of Fame Big quarterback. Big Ben is the standard. The standard doesn't apply when it's the franchise quarterback. What do you? The standard is the standard. What do you mean the standard is the standard, Wes? Wes, how, Wes? Houseway. How? How? So you? So Mason's supposed to just go in there and be the standard. Mason's just going to go in here and be Ben. Is that what you're telling me? Is that what you're telling me, Wes? No, that's not what I'm telling you, but I'm telling you. I've been a part of this conversation, Wes. When Jarvis Jones broke his wrist. Carolina Panthers game, came in, played well. Next week, coach tells me, standard is standard. Next man up. We got an expectation. Everybody that comes in, you do your job. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm not worried about that. At the time, I was looking at Jarvis' situation. I said, okay, hey, I got this. I'm cool. You can't tell me that Mason is sitting here right now just had this conversation with Coach Tomlin about the standard being the standard, and he's looking at Big Ben and his body of work, and he's just saying to himself, oh, yeah, I got this. Yeah, standard's the standard, Coach. No worries. You can't tell me that those players in that building, as much as they love Mason and as much as it's a brotherhood and as much as they believe in him, that they are realistically looking at themselves right now saying, hey, we got this. We ain't tripping. Standard's the standard. Mason got this. It's the reason why a franchise quarterback is a franchise quarterback. It's the reason why they get paid what they get paid. It's the reason why teams that have them historically do great and why teams that don't have the franchise quarterback historically do bad. Forgive me if I'm preaching right now, Wes. Forgive me if I'm panicking. But this is my reason why. I have nightmares. You know why I have nightmares? Because I spent my first four seasons in the NFL a part of a team that was in desperate need of a franchise quarterback. We searched far and wide for a quarterback. We started with the California kid, Trent Edwards, and we said, okay, this isn't working. Let's get smart. Let's go to Harvard. Bring in Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, okay, that doesn't work. Well, you know what? Let's bring in Thad Lewis. Oh, okay, no Thad Lewis. Well, let's reach up and take E.J. Manuel out of Florida State oh. at the 16th oh. overall spot. Oh, oh. EJ, you're hurt. Let's bring in Jeff Toole, undrafted rookie free agent out of Washington University. I've seen what it looks like. I was on a top 10 defense that year. You know what it feels like to lose a game? Nine zip, 
14 zip. And, and no, no, no. You didn't get scored on. It was an interception to the house. Pick six. A fumble to the house. You know what that feels like, Wes? I've been a part of that. It hurts. It's not fun. It's not nice. You don't smile. And you're going to tell me that Big Ben being done for the season, potentially done forever. Stop it. We're not we're not peeling back that curtain yet. Come on. Today's going to okay. be sad okay. and depressing okay. enough. Okay. I don't want to peel. If that's the news that we get one day, fine. We'll okay. wallow in that right. sadness. But not yet. Okay. You're trying I, to drown I'm me not, here. I'm not going to jump the gun. I'm not going to jump the gun. But you can't tell me that Big Ben being gone for the season means that the standard is still the standard. Because it is. Is not okay. You know what? I'll do you one better. The standard could be the standard. We expect Mason to come in there and execute, do his job, don't have mental errors, protect the ball, don't turn it over, hit the open receiver. We get all that, right? I get you on that. But my question is this if the standard is still the standard, are the expectations still the expectations? Because I'm pretty sure that you had the Steelers winning what 10 games this year? I had them 10 and 6. Yep. I had them at 10 and 6, changed to 11 and 5 after Andrew Luck went down, right? So you mean to tell me that me and you going to look each other in the face right now? Steeler Nation, all the loyal listeners in the, the electric factory, the power grid, they're listening right now, and they're really saying to themselves, oh, yeah, we still going to get 11 games. We still got 10 games. It was people that were debating it yesterday. People were debating the Steelers yesterday. What if Ben has to just miss two games, right. four games? Is this team a 500 team? Can this team potentially be facing a 2-4 a, a and four start, a 0-6 oh start? These next four games aren't easy. That's the, all the things that were being talked about. From a national media standpoint, it was way worse. They didn't want to respect the Steelers in, in that regard. It was, oh, man, is it time for the Steelers to move on from Ben and Coach T? Is it time for that? That was the national news conversation. But now, but now, in the wake of this tragedy, this just tra- it's a tragedy. I just, ah, ah. It's a tragedy. It's a tragedy and a travesty. How about Absolutely. that? How about I, I that? blend them together. Compound word. Oh. Although, you know, again, we're getting some people here on Twitter who are pushing back. Listen, Tanner says, you guys are so negative. Mason played really well in his first career game in the regular season. Next man up, Mark is saying, Motes, you're sounding like a quitter. Do your job to the best of your ability. And, and what, what I'll tell you to Tanner first, Mason came in and played really well without a doubt. You know why? Because the Seahawks defense was not game planning Mason Rudolph. You know what they were game planning? Ben Roethlisberger. I can tell you for a fact, historically, the backup player tends to have more success when they come in in situations like that because the team has not game plan for them. They don't know their tendencies. They don't know their weaknesses. They don't know their strengths. And a lot of times, you don't really know what to expect when you're out there versus the new guy, the guy coming off the bench. That's a direct correlation to that. But I'll do you one better. Since I've been called a quitter now. Don't change your mind on Mason if the season starts to go down, if he doesn't perform well. I don't want to hear none of this, oh, man, you know, maybe we should go bring in another quarterback. I don't want to hear that if you call me a quarter right now because I'm being a realist right now. I don't want to hear that. I want you to, if he's struggling, if he's throwing interceptions, if he's not playing well, I want you to still be saying to yourself on the Twitter.com, hey, man, I believe in him. I believe in him. Ben's down, but it's okay. Next man up. Stand, stand it. I want, I want to just stay just like that because I understand what it's like. I know the ramifications of not having a franchise quarterback. Did I tell you about a time last year I was in Arizona 
Once again, no franchise quarterback at the moment. Sam Bradford was the starting quarterback. You know how that worked out for us? <laughs> Big offer. Sammy Sleeves. Then, then we say, okay, you know what? Let's, let's, let's go with the young guy. Let's go with Josh Rosen. You know how that turned out for us? Big offer. It's telling you, man, you need a franchise quarterback. That's all I'm saying. And for those people out there that don't want to believe that the impact of losing a franchise quarterback is astronomical, then I hate to say it, but you're sadly mistaken. You're, you're telling a story to yourself. You're trying to seek comfort and find ways to make yourself feel better. That's not realistic. Franchise quarterbacks are franchise quarterbacks for a reason. If Mason was Big Ben, do you think they would have extended Big Ben? Do you think they would have gave this nice contract to a 37-going-on, 38-year-old quarterback if Mason was just, oh, so good? If, Mason if they was, thought he was the next Aaron Rodgers. If Mason – Sitting behind Brett Favre. If Mason was going to be – the guy this year, and everybody believed it. It was no doubt. If all the Steel Nation out there believed it without a doubt that Mason was the guy, do you think the Steelers would wait to the third round to take him? Realistically, do you think they would have waited to the third round to take this quarterback? If he was just, oh, he's just so awesome. He's just sitting there. And I know people are going to say, well, what about Russell Wilson? What about Russell Wilson? Dak Prescott. We're, hey, were, were Dak Prescott or Russell Wilson viewed as the face of the franchise, the franchise quarterback when they were taken? No. The Cowboys had Tony Romo, who was their franchise quarterback. The Seahawks just gave Matt Flynn a huge deal. Absolutely. And Tavares Jackson. Don't forget that part. So you can't tell me. And then even when they came in and played well, they weren't the reason why they were winning. They both had two phenomenal defenses. They had two phenomenal running games. It was a lot of pieces that played into their success. Like the 0506 Steelers. Absolutely. So you can't tell me the impact of losing a franchise quarterback isn't detrimental to a team's success. You can't tell me losing your franchise quarterback isn't detrimental to the expectations going forward. Now, do I expect the Steelers to be competent? Absolutely. Do I expect the Steelers to still win games? Absolutely. And they're not going to roll over and die, that's they're for not sure. going. They're not going quietly into that dark night, without a doubt. But what I will tell you is this. In terms of my belief that they were going to win this division, in terms of my belief that they were going to win 11 games, I personally think that changes. And my belief that they were going to be the second or third best team in the AFC as a whole. <sighs> I just forgive me if I don't believe that that's still the case because franchise quarterback Ben Roethlisberger isn't in anymore. I'll take it a step further. You think about the Golden State Warriors last year. Talk Phenomenal basketball team, right? Everybody had the expectations they were going to win it all. Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Klay Thompson. Draymond Green. Draymond. They added DeMarcus Cousins in what the offseason. But what happens? Durant goes down. Boogie Cousins goes down. Klay Thompson goes down. And everybody's looking in that finals like, oh, yeah, yeah, we still expecting to win. Yeah, yeah, tell me anything, huh? Nah, bro. It's a reason why you have to have those type of players. It's a reason why they get paid what they get paid. Just think, I'll just take it a step further. Wes, just think about this. If I would have told you two years ago that on September 16, 2019, at 1 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, that the Steelers would be without Big Ben Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown, and Le'Veon Bell, what would you think that team would be from a record standpoint if I told you that two years ago? You'd be like, good luck getting 500. And Ryan Shazier. Oh, oh, and Ryan Shazier. You're right. I mean, if we're going to drown on our sadness, let's, go, up, let's go all the way what, to the deep what, end what, here. What would you have said then? 
for, for all these people that are here that are saying that I'm a quitting, for all these people that are saying that I don't believe in this team, for all the people that are saying all these negative things about me today, what do you think they would have said if I would have told you that two years ago? Exactly. Exactly. That's all I'm saying. You need a franchise quarterback. You need him. There's a lot of parallels. It's funny. A lot of what you just said there I, I had in my notes here to get to next. Uh, uh, the, the Tommy Maddox parallel and comparing those two situations and just the lack of game-breaking weapons that the Steelers' offense went into this season mm -hmm. without. Uh, I want to get into all that with you when we return into the second hour. We've got more reaction on Twitter, good and bad. You can get that in at Wesley Euler at DeBody52. DeBody. More reaction when we return. It's Euler Remotes. It's the Electric Factory. It's Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold SNR. You're listening to SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Chun Chilkin here. If your AC breaks, it'll get hot real quick. But you can turn to my friends at Metro Heating and Cooling, Pittsburgh's AC experts and carrier dealer for over 50 years. They're just a click away at MetroHeatingCooling.com. Metro Heating and Cooling and Carrier. Turn to the experts. Why is Three Rivers the number one leasing dealership for Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram products in Pittsburgh? Because at Three Rivers, they are the experts in leasing. Did you know you could have different lease payments on the same car price depending on what lender you choose? They check all lenders for you. Leasing over 70% of their sales with their 3R software, Three Rivers will get you the best lease payment with the correct mileage option for you every time. Saving you money and ensuring no penalties at the end of your new vehicle's lease. 10 days to deal is going on now. Visit jeepofpittsburgh.com or get to the corner of West Liberty Avenue and Brookline Boulevard. To Pittsburgh's number one leasing leader, Three Rivers, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram for all the details. Rosen and Perry, a Pittsburgh medical malpractice and personal injury law firm, has achieved record-setting verdicts and settlements allowing clients to live their lives with dignity. Known as intellectual and skilled trial attorneys, Rosen and Perry have earned the highest respect and accolades of their peers. If you or a loved one has been seriously injured as a result of medical malpractice or negligence, contact the Caring Lawyers, Rosen and Perry, at caringlawyers.com. Caringlawyers.com. Do not settle for less. WDVE HD2 Pittsburgh is Steelers Nation Radio, SNR. Hewler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Euler Motes inside the Electric Factory. It's Steelers Blitz, Hour 2, and a whole bunch of what-ifs coming out of yesterday. The biggest one was the status of quarterback Ben Roethlisberger. And if for some reason you haven't heard yet, or maybe you just got some of the news and you're trying to confirm or trying to get some reaction, or, hey, maybe you've been living under a rock for the last hour and 15 you know, minutes. Yeah. Ben Roethlisberger needs surgery. That will be scheduled and I think happen this week or, or, or in a quick time period Correct. here. Um, but that's not the that's not the lead. The lead is not the surgery. It is that he has been shut down and will be out for the rest of the 2019 NFL season. And, of, of course, a whole lot of different avenues that this leads you. Worrying about the team now and then moving forward. Worrying about Ben and his recovery, what that means for the rest of his career 
But like we said, I, I don't want to speculate yet right. on that until we know. Because that's a whole nother. It's a whole other can of worms yes. and different situations and, and all different kinds of stuff. And I think, too, to be fair, and you could probably speak on this because I know you've had some injuries during your, your time in the NFL. Correct. A lot of times you don't know the extent. You don't know the severity until you go under the knife and the doctor right. really has an opportunity to check everything out. Absolutely. Uh, that part is – it sucks, but I even think about the rehab process, being away from the guys, being by yourself, the countless hours that you spend in physical therapy, the countless hours that you spend going through pain because they're trying to make you get better, push you to get back to 100% as fast as possible. It's a lot of stuff that goes into it. And I guess my biggest issue is this. As much as I want to be optimistic, as much as I want to be glass half full, my biggest issue is it doesn't matter if you believe in Mason Rudolph or not. My thing is this team these first two weeks have had issues. They're still trying to find their identity from a who's going to step up and be the number two receiver standpoint. That's been a, a reoccurring thing. Or the number three receiver. Or the, Exactly. They haven't been able to establish the running game this year. The defense hasn't looked the best over the past two weeks. And this was all – while having a franchise quarterback. So now you're going to have these same issues that you're trying to overcome already, but without one of your best players, without the franchise quarterback. And I understand that people talk about, well, hey, Ben came in and Ben had success, but where was Ben drafted at? Number 11 overall. Okay. And to be fair, mm -hmm. <laughs> he might have gone a little bit higher if it wasn't in a year where you had Eli Manning and Phillip Rivers <laughs> coming out I'm as saying. well, too. One of the best first-round draft classes in NFL history. Exactly. So forgive me if I seem a little less optimistic right now. Now, do, like I said, before we got off, I do think that the Steelers are still going to be successful, and I think that they're going to still find ways to win games. But we have to be realistic in terms of no matter how much you believe in Mason, in Mason and I have a ton of confidence in Mason, my confidence in Mason isn't indicative of whether or not he can come out here and perform at a high level or not, but my sadness is based on I know how great Ben Roethlisberger is. There's no question about is Ben a Hall of Famer. That's stamp solidified. We know his numbers are. They speak for themselves. Yeah, unless you're Cameron Jordan, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> but <clears throat> when I think of Mason right now, have we seen Mason do what Ben has done consistently? Did he have a great second half? Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Time to be happy about. If if uh, Moncrief doesn't drop that ball, which leads to the interception, Who, Mason hey. Rudolph's passer rating would have been like 111, something Phenomenal. Like that. Phenomenal second half. That's all I'm going to say. Phenomenal. But did anyone watching that second half yesterday say, oh, yeah, that's our Hall of Fame quarterback right there? Was that the sentiment coming out of that game? And to be fair, right, too, hindsight is always 20-20 with right. these things, Mozi. But when Ben first came in for Tommy Maddox, no one was thinking he was a future surefire first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback right away either. Exactly. And I think that reaction continues to roll in on Twitter, at Wesley Euler, at TheBody52. Talking about some of these parallels b between that Maddox injury and what we're seeing now, there's, again, it, like in a big picture sense, yeah, sure. Right. But when you really get down to it, it's, it's not similar at all, I don't think. Right. It, that Steelers offense had playmakers, had other ways to beat you, a lot of ways to beat you that didn't, didn't rely on the quarterback.
I mean, you had Antoine Randall out throwing touchdown passes in the Super Bowl. And then let's talk about that defense. And then as that well. defense—that's the you. biggest part to me too. That defense had what five future Hall of Famers Thank on it, you. three future Hall of Famers on it, something like that. That defense was, uh, for the better part of a decade, one or two in the NFL every year. It was never Baltimore. Correct. Every single year, yes. one or two. And again, like you said, Ben Roethlisberger was the 11th overall pick. But go back even. Forget the pedigree of Ben compared to Mason. Forget that first-round pick versus a third-round pick. Well, what about Russell Wilson? What about Dak Prescott? Some of these guys that we've said, Tom Brady was a six-rounder. Forget all that. You're lying to yourself if you think Ben was the reason that the Steelers won all those games that year. Absolutely. Him coming in was important, without a doubt, and he was kind of a, a cog in the engine that got that team Correct. turning the right way, and they won, what, 15 straight games that Correct. year? But Ben was not... He was not the reason. He was not, um, you know, Peyton Manning on some of those Colts right. teams where he was just willing them to victories for years. Or it wasn't like Ben over the past couple of years where he's putting up phenomenal stats. That wasn't the case. People just tend to forget that, though. And that's my biggest issue right now. Like I said, Mason is going to do fine. He's going to be productive. But you can't tell me that you're sitting here right now and you believe without a shadow of a doubt, not not one, what they say, with beyond reasonable doubt, beyond reasonable doubt, you can't tell me that you believe that Mason is going to be able to have the same type of success that Ben was projected to have this season. I mean, it was talks about could Ben – put up numbers that were better than last year where he what what did he do last year what did he do how many passes touchdowns over 5,000 yards huh huh and what, what for, for the yards was that first in the league second right that was second in the yeah league. right behind Mahomes, Mahomes. <laughs> but but let's talk about these come on you put me on the spot here touchdown passes top notch tops in the league you can't tell me that you sit here right now and beyond a shadow of a doubt believe that Mason Rudolph is capable of doing that right now. And that's where my <sighs> lack of optimism, because I don't want to say I'm the opposite of optimist. I, I, I don't want to say that. I'm not going there. But that's where I have my issues, because I just think that no matter how much you want to believe in him, he's not there yet. But it's not fair to ask him to be there either. And I think, too, now you got me really thinking back, and I'm starting to remember, remember, uh, like, Ben – wasn't necessarily ready then, too. Everyone's talking, right, look what happened with Ben and Maddox. Like, do you forget that it was the next year that they won the Super Bowl? Correct. They won 15 straight games that year, mm -hmm. but they still fell short of the Super Bowl. Correct. So it wasn't like, I think, again, with this revisionist history, well, Ben came in for an injured Maddox and we won the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, what, 18 months later? Mm -hmm. So, hey, if you're going to tell me Mason's going to come in this year, he's going to do some good things, he's going to do some bad things, he's going to have some growing pains, and he has to end up starting next year, and he looks much better next year, and maybe that's, we're talking That's this, completely fine. That's a completely different conversation. But, but when you're having this revisionist history, right. make sure you're remembering every part of it. Because we continue to get tweets here. They're rolling in from people saying we're too negative. This is going to be fine. Mason Rudolph is our next franchise quarterback. Stop being so negative. If Mason Rudolph is our next franchise quarterback, great. But that's not going to help the Steelers get where they wanted to go or where they expected to go this, this year. year. Right. We're not talking three we're, years from now. We're talking about right now. Tom Brady didn't come in his rookie year and win the Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers didn't come in his rookie year and win the Super Bowl. Russell Wilson didn't come in his rookie year and win the Super Bowl. Ben Roethlisberger didn't come in his rookie year and win the Super Bowl. Now you got me on this negative train, man. I'm not even, no, see, I'm not even being negative anymore. 
I'm just being realistic. And that's my biggest thing. Because, like I said, outside of Ben, outside of Mason, there were still questions. The receiver room in particular. Who was going to be the next guy to emerge outside of Juju? Because that's been the biggest issue these first two games. And then we said with the running game. These first two games, there hasn't been a running game. That's what we were talking about. So when we're focusing on this stuff, this is with the whole mindset of we still have a Hall of Fame quarter. We still have Ben Roethlisberger. So as much as we, like I said, we're going to have faith in Mason. We're going to rally around Mason. Mason is going to have to come in here and do some great things. And even not do great things, but just be competent. Don't turn the ball over. But you still are asking a lot right now from some of the players that we haven't seen step up yet. So you, this is my big dilemma. You saw the passing game look with Ben. We saw it look, right? We talked about Moncrief, the drops. We talked about how we would like to see James Washington get a little bit more, a little bit more involved in the offense. Vance McDonald showed up in a big way this past game. But the issue was still, can these guys get open? Can these guys complete the catches? Now you're going to tell me, we want these guys to still get open, still complete the catches, but we're not going to have the same talented quarterback back there either. But keep the expectations are still the same. You're right. Jason mm-hmm. chimes in here and he says, when someone loses a limb, all the other limbs get that much stronger. That's, that's, a, that's a fine example to make. But again, if we're talking about the 2003 or 2004, like I would feel so much better about that, the next man up and the other limbs getting stronger if we didn't still have all these other questions. Correct. That's the biggest thing. It's a still it's question marks. We're still questioning about that Steelers secondary. That's been a question mark right now for the first two games. They haven't been as successful as we all thought they would be or hoped that they would be over these first two games. That's a question mark. The pass rush looked great. The pass rush stepped up in a big way, without a doubt. But then we saw Devin Bush struggle a little bit. Vince Williams goes down. I was just—that's where I was going next. Honestly, too. Now, like, it's not like Ben is the Steelers' only injury concern. Right. You've got a banged-up secondary. James Conner is banged yes. up. It's a ton of it's, Dante it's, Moncrief clearly isn't healthy. Right. I, I so don't much, think from, from what we've seen so these two games. So many more things surrounding this team that the Ben situation is—it's almost like that straw that broke the camel's back. That's a that's a good way to put it. Because you already have, like you said, James Conner. Now we're trying to figure out, okay, what's going on with him? What's his status? Vince Williams, hamstring. He's going to obviously miss some time. Going you know, Hayden's in, probably not 100%. Sean Davis probably Marcus isn't 100%. Pouncey. All these Pouncey guys are dealing with stuff going into this game. And now they're, they're definitely going to have to pick up their load a lot more. But it was just so much already surrounding this team, so many concerns around this team. Now, like I said, I still think that they can find a way to win eight, nine games. I personally do. And that's just a testament to how talented they are. But to sit here and say that I still feel they're going to be the second or third best team in the AFC and be in this playoff race and competing and hopefully, you know, making a nice run at this thing, I don't see that right now. It's tough, too, when you consider the hole they're already in, right? Correct. If the Steelers were 2-0 and right now and, Ben's, and Ben's out, it's different. Exactly but different. you're two games out of your division lead already two weeks into this. Like, again – 
See, now you're pulling me down, and now the people on Twitter are going to start getting mad at me, but, too. But you're not being but, negative. It's just called – we're just stating facts right now. I'm not, I'm not even negative no more. That is a fact that they're two, right. they're two games they're out, two of games division, out of the division two weeks right. into the season. That's a fact. Sitting at 0-2. That's all we're saying. Sitting at 0-2. This is nothing indicative of Mason. Because, like I said, I still am very confident in Mason, and I think that he showed a ton not only in this game but throughout the preseason, which led to them being willing to trade Josh Dobbs. Since, too, to, to give Mason credit, uh, you, you could even rewind further than that. In training camp, in OTAs and minicamp, he came, we saw him. We, you and I were sitting out there in May mm-hmm. at OTAs and minicamp, and, again, you take everything at a grain of salt in those Correct. situations. The guys are wearing T-shirts and shorts. Right. But everyone's kind of looking around and being like, man, good. Mason looks much better. He looks like Absolutely. he really took that step. Absolutely. So these are all the things that I think of when I'm thinking about Mason and why I'm like, okay, without a doubt, you could be optimistic about Mason and his performance. Yes, I think, like I said, he's going to come in and play well. He's going to come in and do some things. He's going to throw touchdown passes. He's going to obviously have mistakes, but for the majority of the time, I personally feel that he's going to do really well. But you can't tell me that you believe that Mason's really well this season is the equivalent of what we were expecting from Ben's really well to be. You can't tell me that Mason's great performance this season would be on the same level that you expect Ben's great performance to be from this season. If you are, then you truly never believed in Ben. If that's the case, if you believe that Mason was this talented all along and that you knew, oh, he could be, no need to worry about the expectations, there's the standard, he's the guy, then why do we have Ben? Why were you worried about Ben? Why, why, why pay him all why that pay money? Him all the money? If that's the case, that's all I'm saying. And, and answer that for me. Tweet me and let me know, please. Help me understand, please. We have got, according to my notifications here, 19 tweets that have rolled in during this segment. Where have you guys been? We do this every day, you know, noon to two. We could use this same energy every single day. We'll get into some of your reaction as the show rolls along. But you started to touch on it there in this last segment. Uh, Teams game planning now for Mason Rudolph. You mentioned it's different when you come in and teams aren't expecting it and they've got no prep on you, they've got no film on you, they weren't planning for you. How does that change for Mason going forward? How does that affect the offense and the scheme and how the Steelers are going to try and attack teams? On Twitter, tell us if we're too negative, if we're not realistic, however you feel, right. if, we're, if we're idiots, if we're driving you crazy. But at make sure Wesley you justify Euler. it, though. Don't just say you guys are crazy, this and this. Justify why you feel we're crazy. Justify why you think your take is more realistic. Justify it. That's all we ask. At Wesley Euler, at Dabody52. Dabody. How does this change for Mason now that teams are game planning for him and how that trickles down to the entire offensive scheme? That will be the topic when we return. It's Euler Remotes. It's inside the Electric Factory Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is where Steelers Nation plants its flag. This is Bill Hillgrove. You're listening to Steelers Nation Radio. Sustainable drinking water supply for the future. All right, brother, here we go. Three, two, one. Hey, everyone. Craig Wolfley here. We get it. You want to be with a winning team? Clearview provider. is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Euler and Motes on a day that we were hoping we would not have to be discussing uh, the situation at quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers in a serious manner. We're hoping for some good news this morning. Oh, we kept them out precautionary. Oh, Ben, you know, he'll be sidelined for a couple weeks, but nothing too serious. Well, it was quite the opposite today. 
Uh, just before the noon hour, the Steelers and Mike Tomlin putting out a statement that Ben will need surgery. They will schedule that this week and that he is going on the injured reserve list and will be out for the rest of the season. Arthur Motes, I wanted to talk about, because it was something you touched on, how it's different when you just come into the game and teams weren't expecting to have to face you, teams weren't game planning for Correct. you, teams weren't watching film on you. Our buddy Steeler Nation West Coast here tweets, will you guys at least admit Mason looked fantastic and had command of the offense in his first NFL game against a good team? Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. we, we hit on that a little bit earlier when I said if it would have been for that Moncrief job, his passer rating would have been over 110. It would have been phenomenal. He would have had two touchdowns, no interceptions. He would have had a great passer rating. But how is it different when teams all of a sudden – you're not coming in as the backup guy. Teams are watching film on you. Mm -hmm. Teams are prepping for you. Teams are game planning specifically for you. How does that change things now for Mason Rudolph? It changes drastically. And this is my thing. So uh, we had another person on Twitter hit us up and say that the that Seahawks defense, they did it. They could have played better, right? They they weren't. They they had that same matchup in that Mason was preparing as a backup, not as a starter. But this is the difference. When you're the backup quarterback, when you're the backup linebacker, the backup running back, you're still a part of that exact same game plan, which is to do what? Attack that starting defense that you're playing against. So you know every in and out. And, in fact, the backup's job is a lot harder than the starters in terms of preparation because not only do they have to mentally get the reps, they also have to make sure that they're taking time out to get those reps in practice from a physical standpoint whenever they get the opportunity. So they're over-preparing for the moment that, hey, if somebody gets hurt, I got to go in and step in. That's what we saw Mason do. But that Seahawks defense, they weren't caring about who Mason Rudolph was. You think that they were preparing for Benny Snell? You think they were preparing for – uh, let me think of who, who's another backup receiver at the time. Deontay um, Johnson. Deontay Johnson. No, they weren't prepared for these guys. They were prepared for the starters. The starters were the starters for a reason. So when Mason comes in for the Seahawks, their whole plan goes up in the air. Not for Mason, though. Mason's whole plan is exactly what he prepared for it to be. So now when you're looking at San Fran, you know what San Fran just found out when they got that the, the confirmation this morning? They're looking at the second half game. They're going to look at – all the preseason games, they might even pull up Mason at Oklahoma State. Yeah, they might not even watch any of that first quarter tape from the, on the Steelers' defense. But they're, they're not watch, right. But from an offense standpoint, they're not watching. They're that. not watching that first quarter not tape at all. And that's how the things change. Now, you know they're gonna have they have a scouting guy. He's gonna pull up every note on Mason Rudolph, every rep that Mason Rudolph has ever taken. Back to college, like back you to said. college without a doubt. What is his what is his tendencies? Does he tend to look right? Before he throws it right, does he like to take his front hand off the ball before he throws it? Does he pat the ball? It's quarterbacks in the league that will pat the ball before they release it. If it's a pump fake, they keep their hand, they keep their offhand on the ball the whole time. These are the type of tendencies that are going to come up now. These are the type of things that defenders are going to study now. These are the type of things that you can't get away with when you're just coming in as the backup. When you're the starter, these are the things that people pick up on. You want me to be optimistic here, Steeler Nation? I'm going to be optimistic for a second. Let's do it, baby. Uh, I think Dusty makes a, a decent point here, uh, talking about how uh, one benefit to this, uh, like uh, how you could look at this as a benefit almost, that there's limited film on him. Correct. Um, this is a parallel that it made me think of. Patrick Mahomes comes out slinging last year, and nobody's got any idea how to defend him because right. they've got no film on him. Now, I don't think any of us are expecting Mason Rudolph to be Patrick Hold Mahomes. Hold on. Why not? Expectations. The standard's the standard. We believe in Mason. Come on. It could be Patrick Mahomes. But is there any way that, at least in the short term, 
that could benefit the Steelers in a way that they could maybe be able to catch some teams off guard, surprise some teams. I do think it can, but that doesn't matter in terms of Mason. In order for teams to, in order for the Steelers team to catch teams off guard, their receivers are going to have to catch the passes. That's the first thing that's going to have to happen. That running game is going to have to drastically improve. That's going to have to happen. This defense is going to have to continue to improve. I felt like defensively they took a step forward compared to that first game, but no one watching that game yesterday would say that this defense is where we want them to be or what we all believe they should be. When we talk about the running game, James, he wasn't as productive these past two weeks. We look at Benny Snow, he had a, the beautiful uh, – fourth and one run that he goes for 23 yards. Jalen Samuels did some things. But you can't tell me this running game is where we all thought it would be. No, These are the question marks. These are the things surrounding. So that's why it's hard to say that, oh, they're going to be able to surprise some teams these next couple of weeks. Because that's not a, a Mason issue. That's a this part issue, that part issue, that part issue. That all need to be addressed. And you were under the the thought or at least the belief that, hey, we're going to be addressing these things while we still have Ben Roethlisberger. And that's the biggest issue with that. That's the whole reason why, from a realistic standpoint, you have to factor in these things as much as from a fan perspective. Because I, too, I, I, I share in the fandom, but even more so, I feel like my bias is even stronger because I was actually in that locker room. With and, a lot of those guys who were still there. And, and I will tell you for a fact, in that locker room, the way that we all feel is that, hey, regardless of who you're putting out there, our guys are always going to be better than your guys. Regardless of if it was true or not, that's just the mentality that you go into these games with. So from a, a, a being optimistic standpoint, I feel like my bias is incredibly over the top with that. I feel like they can beat anybody just because I was a part of that. I feel like the coaches are the best because I was a part of that. I feel like the players are the best because I was a part of that. But when you look at it from a realistic perspective, it's a ton of question marks right now. It's hard to still have that same type of belief right now just because we're taking it from a take the, the fan glasses off, take the me being a former player glasses off, and just look at this thing as the facts. What are the facts saying right now? From a factual standpoint, are you saying that James Washington or Dante Moncrief, have we seen that they are the guys right now? Clear cut. Throughout these past two weeks, not saying what we feel they can grow into just based on what we have seen thus far. Are they the guys? We haven't seen it yet. Do you think this could be a uh, – again, remember remember here, Steeler Nation, I'm staying positive here. Could this be a boost for – if we're looking for positives, right, if we're looking for silver linings, could this be a boost for James Washington? I think he benefits the most from this. Because of his rapport with Mason Rudolph, because of the connection that they've had dating back to the day at Oklahoma State. To, yeah, to what, 2015, 16? I think Mason leans on him directly out the gate just because – they have that connection. They understand each other's tendencies. They understand how each other play, how each other plays, and they understand that, hey, I can lean on him. He understands he can lean on me. I know where he likes to have the passes thrown to him and things along that nature. So I think it directly is a, a huge positive for him. But that still doesn't answer the questions in terms of the running game. That still doesn't answer the question in terms of the secondary. And that's my biggest thing. I don't think Mason's going to be the reason why this team struggles right now. Like, is is there a possibility that he has negative performances and he could be the reason why? Sure, without a doubt. But I still think it's so many other question marks. Would you say that Mason was the reason why the Steelers fell short yesterday? No. And that's all I'm saying. 
He was not the reason. In fact, I, I, I'd, get, I'd give him credit. He, he was the reason why they stayed in the game. If you would have told me before the game, right, if you would have came to me Sunday morning and said, uh, you know, angel of death knocking on my door, hey, Wes, I got some bad news for you. Uh, Big Ben, he's going to go down injured in the second quarter today. I would have said, well, yeah, Seahawks probably win by 10, 13, yeah. comfortably. Not by two points. Not, not with Particularly in all that minutia you saw play out in the game, too, with just so many of those little what-ifs. If just one of them was flip-flopped the other way. And think about this. Not even talking about those calls, but it really came down to what? Russell Wilson and the Seahawks getting the ball with five minutes left in the game and never giving Mason an opportunity a, to get it back. In so, a third and 16 that you couldn't contain Russell Wilson mm -hmm. because who could have seen that coming? And then not to mention that he takes it on fourth and one and they get the first down. These are all the things that I think about. These are all the issues that I think about that were associated with this. And that's why I don't think that Mason's going to be the reason why this team struggles in certain aspects. I think while they still are going to have growing pains and they're still going to be developing into the team that they want to be, the fact that they don't have been back there is going to have a negative effect. But I think in terms of Mason, Mason's fine. Mason's he's good. He's going to be fine. But it's still so much surrounding his team that you can't tell me taking away the Hall of Fame quarterback that Ben Roethlisberger is doesn't have a negative effect on this team. Optimism or not, you can't tell me that that is not going to negatively affect this team because if that was the case, then why did you feel Ben was so good then? That's the question I ask people. If you feel that Mason is without a doubt going to lead this team and be able to do all these other things and – He's the franchise. He's the future franchise quarterback. All these other things. What was the purpose of Ben then? Why do we need Ben this year? Because we're not talking two, three years from now. We're talking right now. We're talking going into San Francisco this weekend. You can't tell me that you feel the exact same way as you did when Ben was here. That's just me from the non-football player perspective. The non-Steeler homer. The non-ultimate fanboy. The non. Hey, man, still is till I die. That, that's me taking all that off and just looking at it from a factual perspective. So many moving parts, and maybe the biggest one of those now didn't come from the, uh, the X's and O's of yesterday, but now an injury report. Again, if you're just joining us, if you missed it this morning, if you're just tuning in to SNR, Ben Roethlisberger in a statement released by Coach Tomlin shortly before noon, I mean, come on, Coach. You're just going to ruin everybody's lunch and afternoon like this? Ben Roethlisberger will need surgery. It will be scheduled this week. Not necessarily that he will have it this week. The surgery will be scheduled this week. And that Ben Roethlisberger is going on the injured list and will be out for the rest of the season. So, of course, you know that means, Mason Rudolph, you are on the clock. Arthur Motes, how now? Uh, we talked a little bit about from a from a schematic standpoint and and what it means for Mason coming in and what that means for opposing defenses. But if you're Randy Feetner and company right now, right, how does the offense change? Does the scheme change? Are you suddenly trying to, I don't know, look like the Jacksonville Jaguars where you want to just pound the ball and beat teams that way now? How do you move forward from a schematic standpoint with Mason Rudolph? I think schematically, you don't have to change drastically. I think Mason's mold and his style of play was very similar to Ben. A lot of people were drawing comparisons to him. 
We talked about that all preseason when we were talking about Dobbs versus Mason. Absolutely. We said that if Dobbs had to be the guy coming in, the offense needed to change because of his style of play. His athletic ability would need to be displayed more. I could see the offense doing a little more of the zone read, the spread type of stuff, whereas with Mason, Mason is a younger version of Ben. Not not as polished as Ben, but he fit in that type of mold, that type of if you were trying to project what he could be. So from a play calling standpoint, I think you still run the same plays, the same offense. I think the biggest thing, though, is you need to establish this running game because that takes a lot of that pressure off of him as well. And that's the only thing that I would want to see more. We talked about balance with the Steelers offense and how there hasn't been a lot of balance. I would definitely want to see a more assertive and focused effort in terms of establishing that run game. And you have to challenge the guys up front. They haven't – they've been protecting the pass game, but the O-line hasn't been creating a lot of holes for the running backs right now. They haven't been able to get the movement that we're accustomed to seeing them get right now. So those are the things that if you're Coach Tomlin, you have to go talk to those guys about and let them know that, hey, we're going to lean on you guys in a big way. We know Mason's going to have time to throw the ball. Just because Ben goes down doesn't mean that Mason isn't going to have time to sit back in that pocket and survey his options and make his reads. But the run game has to has to come into effect now. It has to. You can't ask Mason to go out here week in and week out, 30 passes, 40 passes. In some cases, 50 passes. We've seen that before here too. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me that that's what you're going to ask of Mason to do, especially these first couple of weeks now that he's the guy. Yeah, so particularly the, on the road next week in right. San Francisco against right. that defensive line. And that San Fran team has been looking really impressive. Especially that front seven. So, And it, Richard Sherman looks like he's kind of rewound the clock a little bit. He's looking absolutely. good. So it's important that that run game gets going. Those are the things that if you're this offense, if you're Randy Feekner, that's what you're thinking of right now. What do we need to do from a schematic standpoint to get the running game more successful? Because once that gets successful, that opens up a lot more for Mason and then he can really start to flourish in this offense. I've got an answer for you. Talk about it. It's like you're reading my mind. When we come back here, Uh I have got one way for you, an ironclad X's and O's schematic way. I look forward to hearing it. That I think the Steelers should adopt. How about that? All right. It's Euler Emotes inside the Electric Factory Steelers Blitz. When we come back, we'll get to more of your reactions. Still rolling in on Twitter, at Wesley Euler, at DaBody52. DaBody. There it is, the first one of the show. See, where's some positivity here. And again, I will tell you one way that the Steelers can go about a tweak on offense, a, a slight scheme change that I think could really help them and Mason Rudolph have success going forward. Euler and Motes inside the Electric Factory at Steelers Blitz on SNR. You're listening to SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. So no Professor Motes Monday today since the Ben news has been the uh, the topic of the show. I've been giving them. But you have in different ways. You've been giving your, you've been giving nuggets differently. You know, you've been educating. Yeah, I've been educating. You've been taking them to church in different ways. But I have one for you. All right, you want to go into the classroom here? You want to talk some X's and O's with Mason Rudolph? How could the Steelers tangibly maybe make some adjustments, Mm -hmm. right, that lead to success that put Mason in a better position to succeed? I've got one for you, Motsi. All right, let's talk about it. It is time, finally, 
because we've had a lot of debate over this over the years. Is it because Ben doesn't like it? Is it a Randy Feetner thing? Is it a Coach Tomlin thing? Is it an offensive line thing? I don't care about any of that anymore. It is time to utilize play action. I agree. For years now, the Steelers have the lowest amount of play-action plays run per season in the NFL. I think last year they might have been 31st out of 32. They started this year very low in that percentage as well, too. All of a sudden now you've got a young quarterback who's more mobile than Ben. Run play-action. Run some bootlegs. Get Mason in some opportune moments and as you've alluded to, establishing this run would certainly help that. But I think a lot of times people think, oh, the Steelers haven't run the ball well, so they can't run play action. That's hogwash. There's data all across the NFL <laughs> to prove that it doesn't matter if you've got 2007 all Adrian right Peterson in the backfield okay. Okay. or you've got me in the backfield. Guess what? If they think that I have the ball, the defense still wants to tackle me. This is where we disagree, Wes. Run play action more often. This is where we disagree. As a defender, I've seen a ton of play action. If that running back hasn't been having success, I'm not believing anything from him. That's fine. You and, can and, say no, that, no, 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 but the and, numbers and also, point opposite. No, 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 the no. The numbers no, point no, no. opposite. Like I said, numbers will tell you a piece of it. They do not tell you the whole story. They tell you a piece of it. But from a linebacker standpoint, the old line is what tells you whether or not you should believe play action or not. When the old line is climbing up, you know what's to run. But from when a the linebacker old, no, standpoint, the linebackers I'm, aren't 11 guys on the defense. But listen, listen, listen. Secondary, they're not looking at running pass when they're in man coverage. They're looking at their receiver. They're reading his body language. If he's coming off aggressive with hands inside ready to block, you know what's to run. If he's coming off with his hands trying to avoid, you know what's to pass. If you're the safeties, it affects you a little bit more because you're seeing the whole picture in that regard. D-line affects uh, directly. So for the outside guys, outside linebackers, DNs, when it's play action, you have to be responsible and understand that, hey, I have to believe that it's a run. I have to close that hip, which in turn gives those quarterbacks the opportunity on play action pass, which is why here in Pittsburgh, you know what they created? It was called dog rush. The rush where you would see James Harrison, Lamar Whitley come off the edge and destroy play action because it took their responsibility from the run to just solely playing the pass. And it took an extra half second for the quarterback to get set, Absolutely. which was and all the time they needed and, to get there. And you're turning your back to the defense, so you're not having an opportunity to see that. So these are the things I think of. But when you can run the ball, the reason we got out of dog rush was when teams started running the ball, starting it to the A-gap, and then bellying it back to where that linebacker would be. And that's why teams had to get away from that. But until you're able to have a running game that threatens you to do that, all the statistics you want to have, I can still point to numerous teams that that play-action stuff does not work on. And that's the biggest thing with that. So when we talk about play-action pass, I agree 100%. I think that they need to implement that. But until this running game gets set up and it gets going, that play-action is not going to work the same way. That's all I'm saying in that regard. I Hey, who am I to tell you you're wrong when you've actually been out there on the field and I haven't? It's just the stats but, part. The stats part, I do agree. They do show trends. They you know, tell you know the over story. the last seven years, who's been one of the most successful play-action football teams in the National Football League? Let's hear it. The Detroit Lions. Okay. You know who hasn't had a 1,000-yard rusher since I was in no, elementary no. school? They barely have 100-yard rushers out there, without a doubt. But is that more indicative of Matthew Stafford's passing prowess, or is that indicative of teams really believing that the Lions are trying to run the ball? What came first, the chicken or the egg? Exactly. <laughs> so when I think about that, I'm sure anybody would say the exact same thing. 
is this Jets defense that's playing against the Lions this week really concerned that they're running the ball, they're really worried about this play action, or is it just Matthew Stafford is the elite-level quarterback? And that's the real thing right there. So that's why I say, like, from a stat standpoint, yes, it tells part of it. And, yes, you want to have play action pass, but it's a lot of other things that go into that thing. Oh, no doubt. And it's certainly – I think we can both agree. If you've got an established run game, you can you can really open things up in that and, regard. And case in point, the Seattle Seahawks. Historically, yeah. ever since Russell That's Wilson has one. been there, yep. they thrive at play action pass. But you know why? Because you had you had to respect Marshawn Lynch. Because you had to respect Chris Carson, who was a thousand yard rusher as well. That's why. Until you have it set up like that, it's not the same. Unless you have an elite level quarterback. Now. I know I got a tweet from Steeler Gang West telling me to keep the same energy next week when Mason goes out there and wins his first NFL start. Well, I know you got a message for the Mason fans then. All I'm saying is this. I want you to keep that same energy, not next week, because, hey, I think that he's still going to perform well. But when this team isn't what we expected them to be this year, I don't want to hear excuses. I don't want to hear, oh, man, it's because of this and that. that." No, no, I don't want to hear any of that. Because these were the same things that were going on while Ben was here, but the expectation was still going to be what they were because we had Ben. So I don't want to hear any excuses if things aren't what we expect them to be. And here in Pittsburgh, what is the standard in Pittsburgh? The standard is the standard. Now, now is the standard for this, this Steelers team this year, was it, hey, let's be 8-8? Eight and eight? Was that the standard this year? Nope. Was the standard, oh, let, let's be 9-7 this year? Was nope. that the standard? Or was the standard, let's just try to finish second in the division? Was that the standard? Don't think so. The standard was what? We're going to win the division. Oh, and Super Bowl, right? Seven. We're getting seven, right? That's 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 the standard here in Pittsburgh. We don't we're not just satisfied with oh we made it to the wild card. Oh, we won nine games. That's Ooh, never we the won standard. a playoff game. Exactly. If that's the case, man, Coach Tom would be on a pedestal, would he not? They would have had a state a statue built of, of Coach Tom in our front. That's not acceptable here. What's acceptable here is championship or bust. So I want you to keep that same energy if that is not the case this year. I don't want to hear any excuses. I want you to have that exact same energy. I want you to tweet me back, what, four months from now, five months from now? How about four or five weeks from now? No, no, I, I, I'm going to give them time. I wanted to marinate. Okay. Because I personally felt that even though the Steelers' offense was struggling, even though it wasn't the start that we wanted them to be, we all believed that this team was going to get on the run like they always do, and we're going to look drastically different in November and December than what we're seeing right now in September. Our buddy Tanner. He was one of our day ones, one of our biggest fans, but he has been against us today. He says, based on the win, based on the way Ben played in these first two games, how many games realistically do you think the team would win? If you say more than eight, you are lying to us and yourself. I did not expect the same Ben that we saw through the first six quarters of the season in week six. I, I that that's it's fair to point out, Tanner, that certainly it's not like. Ben was rescuing the rest of the Steelers' woes through six quarters. Mm -hmm. But I also think that in saying that, you're kind of assuming that that was the same Ben that we were going to get all year. When we've we've seen, especially the last few years, as his training camp and his preseason participation gets less and less, Mm -hmm. I think we all expected that by week three, week four, week five, certainly week six, seven, eight, and onward, it was going to be drastically different. Absolutely. And that's why my belief was still that they were going to be the – best team in the AFC North, but also one of the top two to three teams in the AFC as a whole. That as a whole. That was my whole reasoning for that because we know how great Ben is. We know no matter what he does in those first four games, after that, get ready for the magic. 
Get your popcorn ready. Enjoy the show. Now, we're going to see with Mason. Like I said, I think he's still going to do extremely well. I still have a ton of confidence in him. Hold on. Pause there real quick. Let's do it. When you say extremely well then, mm-hmm. because, right, we're talking standard is the standard versus what you're expect. What is, when you say I expect Mason to do very well, extremely well, what, what, what does that look like tangibly? Okay, let's see. What were my expectations for Ben? There this you go. Season, there you go. My expectations for Ben were, hey, I said AB's gone. Got some moving pieces. Still seeing 4,500 passing. I said I was still believing 35 to 40 touchdowns. Maybe a couple less touchdowns. Yeah. But a, a couple, oh, we were hoping for a couple less interceptions. Right, and as I was well, saying, too. hey, seven interceptions. Those are the numbers I was expecting from Ben this year. My expectations for Mason right now? Man. Uh, whew. 3,700 3, passing. And this is like really good year. 3,700 passing. I'm going 27 passing touchdowns. Probably 10 interceptions because he's young. That's what I'm thinking. What, matter of fact, we should pull up. What were the numbers from the starting quarterbacks that were in their first year last year? The the guys who that was their besides, first year. Besides starting. Patrick Mahomes. Right. Besides Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Right, who, what were their first numbers? What yeah, their what numbers? were Josh Allen's numbers? Right. Well, what I, were and, Sam and Darnold and Baker Josh Mayfield's Allen struggled. numbers? Josh Allen struggled. He, he what, 2,000, it was 2,500 or 2,700 passing yards, 1,000 yards rushing, a lot of turnovers. Rushed the ball well, though. Yeah, it, it's – Obviously, Rosen struggled. It, no doubt, Rosen and Baker – like, people talk about Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold, fine. Baker Mayfield was 1-5 against teams with a winning record last season. Yeah. And also, when, and, was, and when again, was Baker Mayfield drafted? I was just going to say, he won this thing called the Heisman, and he, he was, was the, the first overall pick. pick. And what? <laughs> yeah, I – it's just – that that's maybe that's the, the lead that we've buried here this whole time is that it just – it takes uh, – people might be listening to this show. Maybe they tuned in at a certain point. Maybe you've been with us the whole time. And you might be thinking that we're poo-pooing Mason, that we don't believe in Mason. Man, just look at history as an indicator. Even if Mason Rudolph, right, is the Steelers' next franchise quarterback, let's go best case scenario possible. Right, right. That he is this He's the next Ben Roth. He is this Russell Wilson, this Dak Prescott. Yes. He's a guy who was waiting in the wings like Aaron Rodgers or, like or Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. Right. He's gonna need some time. Tom Brady was not Tom Brady his first three years in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers was not Aaron Rodgers his first three years in the NFL. Like, that's just how it is. You can't tell me these guys that who we talk about on a historical basis, on a year-in-and-year-out basis, being arguably the top five quarterbacks year-in-and-year-out, they were not that their first couple years in the NFL. They had to develop. They might have had great seasons. They might have put up really good numbers. But they were not where they were back then, where they are now. And that's all I'm saying. We got a lot of questions today on Twitter, too, Motsi, about what do you do now? Who backs up Mason Rudolph? Mason Rudolph, is it Devlin Hodges? A lot of wish Dobbs was still here. Uh, Do you think we'll see the Steelers just ride out with Mason and Duck Dynasty? Or do you think we could see some guys coming in on on a tryout? Or if it's maybe even, you know, a sixth or a seventh round pick to to bring in a veteran type guy? I definitely think they bring in somebody, and here's why. First off, from a historical standpoint, Kevin Colbert loves three quarterbacks on the roster. So he had Ben, he had Mason, 
And then for a while he had Dobbs until Dobbs got traded. Then what did they do when Dobbs got traded? They brought in Hodges to the practice squad. So right now, you're sitting at two quarterbacks on this team. Obviously, you're anticipating them moving Hodges up to the active roster. Sure. But with two quarterbacks on this team, and Mason essentially taking the – he's not going to have the days off in practice like you associate with Ben. So now he's going to get the wear and tear from the games, plus his practice reps Monday, Wednesday, Wednesday Thursday, Friday. Hodges is going to take the backup quarterback reps and all the scout team reps. And all reps. the scout team reps, yep. Which is going to be a lot on That's him. That's a lot on him, yeah. without a doubt. It's That's almost like you need a third guy just yes, for practice. for the practice elements, you need him. Yeah. So they're going to bring in somebody. Now, in terms of do I think they bring in one of the bigger-name veteran quarterbacks that people have been tweeting about, I'm not sure if they make that type of move. Yeah, we got some Colin Kaepernick tweets. We got some. We got a Johnny, Johnny Manziel, Manziel tweet. Like, come on, man. Like, I don't know if they go to that extent. Now, I was here when they brought a Mike Vick. Yeah, you were. And I understood why they did it because at the time, they're the same – optimism surrounding Mason Rudolph that wasn't the same optimism surrounding Landry Jones so they bring in Mike Vick and he has some success but he did struggle some I don't think that they try to make a move like that because I do think they believe in Mason a lot more because he was a guy that they drafted and they've seen him develop I don't think they want to bring in somebody who still wants to be a starter starter quarterback correct yeah because now that's more of an issue that they have to deal with with Landry they understood that you're the backup here you are what you are right and I th- and he understood that too. Correct. I don't think Mason. I mean, Mason has went on record and said that he wants to be the guy somewhere. He wants to play more, and he was frustrated about that, seeing other quarterbacks get those opportunities early on. So I don't think you bring in a guy on that level. I do think you bring in either a solid veteran presence who can help him maneuver through this season because he's going to have no one to lean on right now if it's just him and and, and Devlin Hodges. That's not asking a lot from from an NFL experience standpoint. That's not a lot to lean on. So I do think you bring in somebody who has NFL experience. Now, in terms of who is the number two guy, though, right away, you have to go with Hodges just because of his familiarity with the system. And he knows the offense and the scheme, right. at least better than somebody you're going to pluck off Correct. the street. Unless it's Landry Jones. But Landry I wonder, Jones is already signed with the XFL. I wonder if that's like an exclusive – like. Right. You can't deal with the NFL anymore if, From a if, there's, if there's a way that they could bring him back. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, one thing is certain, a lot of questions to follow here, Motsi, as we roll along. I'm voting for Charlie Batch. Uh, how about Charlie? We saw him at the facility this Char- morning. You were Listen, like, Chuck, get loose. Me and Charlie competing against each other every year at these youth football camps, 707 passing leagues. He still has it, guys. Granted, that's with a youth football, but he still throws that thing nice. <laughs> It's it's just the start here of what's going to be a long conversation, and obviously by the time we go back on air Wednesday, I'm sure we'll have some more information in regards to Ben and his health and the severity of that injury. Thanks to our guy Brian for producing the show. Not back tomorrow because we have Coach Tomlin press conference. You'll want to tune into that one. We'll talk to you on Wednesday. And everybody who tweeted the show, who joined us today, our new listeners. We definitely appreciate you. Come back and join us noon. On Steelers Nation, it's Steelers Blitz. It's the Electric Factory, as always, on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. You're listening to SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. You know how tough it is to buy for that ultimate Steelers fan in your life? Hi, this is Tun Shilkin, and I have the answer. Get him something truly unique that'll last a lifetime. Check out Wendell August. Their Steeler collection includes handcrafted metal coasters, keychains, ornaments, beautiful trays, all with the official Steelers emblem. Do what I did. Visit WendellAugust.com slash Steelers. The perfect gifts for Steelers Nation. WendellAugust.com slash Steelers. 
Let's turn a trip to the branch into a tap on your phone. Let's hit pause on a lost debit card without hitting pause on life. That's how First National Bank is redefining convenience with a top-rated mobile app that puts more security and control at your fingertips and friendly people to help you succeed right by your side. Let's get started at fnb-online.com or your local First National Bank. FNB member FDIC. Carissa Thompson, listen, I'm surrounded by endless debate. I'm hearing opinions of Hall of Famers all Sunday long. And that's what sports are about. So you can go on and on why you think your opinion is the right one or why you think this is your team's year. Now are you willing to bet on it? With the new FoxBet app, you get the chance to show it's your opinion and your opinion alone that matters. FoxBet. Make the call and get 20 bucks in cash for free when you download the app. Plus, we'll match your first deposit in cash up to $100. 21 and over. New Jersey or Pennsylvania only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. When the unexpected happens, it's good to know you can count on the certified professional restorers at Panhandle Cleaning and Restoration. Whether it's fire, smoke, flood, or storm that damages your home or business, you can rest assured that we have helped thousands of families just like yours. With the right people, equipment, and expertise, we are ready to respond 24 hours a day to get you quickly back on your feet. When disaster strikes, just pick up the phone. Increasing the value of you. It's Michelle Michaels, and that's what my friends at Northwest Bank want to do for you. At Northwest, it's more than just a line. It means doing everything they can to make your life easier. So your bank feels less like a company and more like a community. You feel less like a number and more like a neighbor. And banking feels less like banking and more like someone has your back. Northwest, increasing the value of you. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Hey, it's Colin Coward. I'm a walking opinion. It's what I live for. Hey, it's what we sports fans all live for. Everybody and their mother has an opinion about what's going to happen. But a difference of opinion is just that, until now. With a new FoxBet app, you get the chance to show it's your opinion and your opinion alone that matters. FoxBet. Make the call. Get 20 bucks cash for free to place a bet when you download the app. Plus, we'll match your first deposit in cash up to $100. 21 and over. New Jersey or Pennsylvania only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Jamie Bordas of Bordas & Bordas. One of the things people wonder about us is whether they can afford to hire a law firm that's obtained record results for so many clients. The answer is yes. We take our cases on a contingency fee basis, which means you only pay a percentage of what we collect for you, and if we don't collect money for you, then you don't pay us. We also advance the case expenses out of our pocket so you don't have to reach into yours. It's part of our commitment to helping people when they need it most. Bordis and Bordis, fighting for justice. Brothers Brother Foundation is an international charity working globally to send medical supplies, classroom items, and humanitarian relief equipment to people around the world. Since 1958, Brothers Brother has sent more than $4 billion in health and education materials to over 149 countries. Based in Pittsburgh's north side, Brothers Brother is dedicated to global relief and building futures around the world. For more details on Brothers Brother Foundation and to join their cause or make a donation, go to brothersbrother.org. WDVE HD2 Pittsburgh is Steelers Nation Radio SNR. We understand the position we're in. We understand the negativity that comes with it. Uh, we better absorb it. Uh, we better get singly focused and, and get better for our next opportunity. Control the things that we can control. That's what we intend to do. But today. Um, you know, it's painful, as it should be. 
You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. So the question is, did the volcano blow? Uh, we were not expecting. We, we, you know, we thought we were going to start 2-0. and And, uh, you know, based on what we saw in training camp, based on what we saw in the preseason, uh, you know, and then the loss last week, uh, was, um, was 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 big, but it wasn't devastating. No. But last yesterday afternoon's loss. Salute yesterday at was Ed Hines hurtful. Field. Yeah. By the way, our defense started off rushing a passer, four sacks, and uh, uh, had two in a row. Yeah, and you know what? I, and and you know the a lot of we love. You loved a lot of stuff you saw early in the game. You know, the offense still was uh, sputtering, but all of a sudden at the, in the second quarter, Ben started to get hot. And so we thought, okay, man, this is uh, this is going to be, right. you know. And, uh, and it then just he never got, materialized. Then he got hurt. Uh, you know, and there were a number of things. Uh, when when you, missed a, you missed a few tackles. You couldn't stop the run. And, uh, you know, and those things. Russell Wilson took the air out of the ball down the stretch. Yeah, he did. Did you notice for a baseball player, that was a couple of He doesn't slide. Looking. He yeah. does not slide very well. No, no, I no. thought he just about blew out his knee on the yeah, first one. Yeah, that's right. The, the first one, he he stuck. Yeah, he stuck right in the yeah. high field turf, man. Right. Yeah. It was like one of them, you see them nine irons that the golfers lay yeah. up there high, and then it just sticks in the turf. That's right. That's, that's the, what he that's looked like. That's why he stuck. Uh, but anyways, you know, one of the things I, 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 I want to say when when we start talking about the great quarterbacks in the NFL, and you know you talk about the top five, the top ten, you know Russell Wilson is not usually in that conversation. It's Tom Brady, it's Ben, it's Aaron Rodgers, uh, it's uh, Andrew Luck. Uh, oh, he's gone now, but uh, uh, you know it's Philip Rivers, right? Uh, but it's very Carson rarely, Wentz, yeah. You know, Carson I mean, Wentz, so much about him. But you know. I, I gotta, I gotta tell you, yesterday, Russell Wilson impressed the heck out of me. Did he uh, not? He, he, because of the way he took shots early in the game, the way, and then after, you know, Brian Schottenheimer uh, changed the kind of the calls. He made it, uh, you know, and and plus that's a that's a West Coast. You know, Schoenheimer, you know, learned from his dad. Uh, and, uh, you know, when, when Marty was uh, uh, running the Kansas City Chiefs, they, they were running that uh, West Coast offense, uh, you know, the, the West Coast passing game. And so all of a sudden they started going three-step drop. Well, three-step drop out of shotgun is just pivot and throw. 